I'm Chelsea. And I'm Deetra. And we're giving you a million murders. about today because I've been wanting to do this one for a mintit. Yes, you told me about this a while back and I was like, ooh, I don't know this one. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. So, I'm doing the cold medicine killer. Mm. It's a really good one. Mm-hmm. So, just going to dive on in. All right. Okay. So, I cannot pronounce her name, the the last name correctly, so we're just going to, you know, the usual, go with it, whatever. Right. So, the cold medicine killer is the case of Lauren Hugelmeyer. It sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> so, we'll just go with that. If it's not, if it's wrong, I'm sorry. I apologize. So, today we're going to be talking about a couple... Matthew Phelps and Lauren Hugelmeyer. Okay. They both grew up in Kentucky. What? Mm-hmm. And they actually met when they were in middle school. I didn't, uh, I don't think I put in here like where at in Kentucky, but mm-hmm. they grew up in Kentucky somewhere. Mm. Uh, it may be in here. Yeah, I think it is. Okay. I just get ahead of myself. Whatever. So, mm-hmm. um,. However, I don't know if they were super close or anything. Right. Um, I think they just kind of knew of each other. Okay, okay. I guess kind of like a passerby, you know, in school. Mm-hmm. You had them kids that were in your in your grade, but you didn't really, you know. Talk to them or anything. Which, I mean, we did. We talked to everybody in our class. Right. <laughs> but Lauren was known as someone who was incredibly sweet. She was described by friends and family as being very genuine, caring, and loving. She was someone who was very close with her family, and her mom's name is Lori, and her dad's name is Dale. Hmm. She also had some sisters, and one in particular that she was close with is named Beth. Okay. So, like I said, she lived in Kentucky, um, but at some point, her family ended up moving to North Carolina. Okay. So, years go by, and Lauren hasn't thought, you know, much about Matthew in the time that she's been gone from Kentucky. But one day, he pops up in her Instagram DMs and oh. seemed very interested in reconnecting with her. Oh, so this is... I thought this was going to be like an old case. This is in the land of Instagram. Land so. of Instagram. So, not only that, he went through and liked every single one of her Instagram photos that she's ever posted. Oh. So, I mean... And she posted a lot, so... I'm just like, <laughs> that's not good. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys know how it goes. Eventually, they move from the DM to texting and eventually from texting to phone calls. Mm-hmm. And as they were talking more, things became more serious. And eventually, Matthew made the decision to move to North Carolina to be with her. Okay. She was 29 at the time. And she was looking to find her forever partner. Mm. 
she was a very traditional person and she actually was very involved in her church she was very well known in her church she was a youth group leader she took religion very seriously she wanted a partner that she could share her life with and share her faith with so matt moves there and at first everything was great okay and i was going to mention um this case is also some people call it the the cough syrup killer too Okay. They got the Coleman's killer or the cough syrup killer, whichever you'd prefer. Okay. I was going to mention that in the beginning, but I forgot. So, she was super happy about not having the long distance long distance thing going and getting to spend time in person. Hang yeah. out in person, you know. So, Lauren's family was pretty accepting of Matt from the beginning, especially Lauren's mother. She really gravitated towards him, according to the rest of the family. She even treated him like he was her own son from the very beginning. Lauren's dad, Dale, on the other hand, was a little apprehensive about the whole thing. Okay, yeah. So, he thought it was a little fast moving for him to be moving across the country for her so quickly. Right. And he just kind of had a bad feeling about Matt. He couldn't quite pinpoint what it was, but he just felt like something was off about the whole thing. Yeah. Well, Dale and Lauren, well, I mean, whenever they were like, you know, he slid in her Instagram DMs and not only that, like he started liking, he liked every picture and they said that she posted a lot. That would be a red flag for me. I'd be like, "Mm." just because we're into like stuff like this. So we know like a lot of stuff that can seem weird or be weird. And you know, it may, it may not even be nothing. With yeah, somebody but, else. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. with somebody else. But, I mean, that's just a little... I don't know. I'll be that's like... a lot. Sorry, Tim, but... Uh, <laughs> Can't do it. Can't do it, honey. Thanks, but no thanks. Well, Dale and Lauren were really close, her and her dad. Um, mm-hmm. Especially when she was growing up. So, he was very protective of her, like dads typically are. Which is good. Well, her family was so close that they had dinners every Tuesday. Oh. Night. Sorry. I I cut the sentence so short. And Matt always joined them. Lauren was really happy. She was impressed by Matt that he was making such an effort to be part of her family and get close with them. Oh, no. That just meant a lot to her. Yeah. So, you know, growing up with a close-knit family, I mean, that's going to be a main priority. Yeah, that's a big part of it. If somebody's Mm -hmm. coming in and putting up a lot of effort to be a part of your family and, you know, get in good with your parents. That's mm-hmm. always a good thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how is this going to go? <laughs> like, oh my God, he's about to be terrible, ain't he? No. So one night they had Matt over and they were playing 20 questions oh. until Matt tells the whole family that he had been married before. Oh. They just said it was kind of an awkward and strange moment the way that he told them. Yeah. He wouldn't really give them any information or details about the marriage or why it ended and about why it didn't work out. They thought he was a little young to have a failed marriage. (laughs) And they were worried that maybe something went wrong. And since, you know, he wasn't giving them a lot of information, that maybe there was a reason why it didn't work out. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Mm. why, or, I'll cut the sentence off again. (laughs) So... Night. <laughs> it wasn't giving them a lot of information that maybe there was a reason why it didn't work out that he didn't want them to know. 
right. that just made them, you know, worried for Lauren. Oh, Lord. So the whole family thought it was a little strange, but her father, Dale, was the one who was really worried about it. Mm-hmm. And everyone else kind of moved on. It was always super awkward between Matt and Dale. <laughs> so the two remind you, this is her dad. And Dale her was her father. Yeah. Just in case someone got lost along the way of mm-hmm. my rambling. He on the scene. So the two got engaged in 2015. Okay. And they had a big engagement party and both of their family and friends came. But it was mostly Lauren's family, mm, uh-huh. which made Matt feel really comfortable, expected into the family, like accepting. I said expected. Why did I say accepted? Accepted into the family. Yeah. Okay. So they're just like, oh, Matt, hey. Yeah. yeah. So he felt accepted, welcomed, except Dale. <laughs> Dale like, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you. But strangely enough, his own mother came and his mom was just kind of problematic. Oh. <laughs> First of all, she showed up to his engagement party in a white dress, which could have been a mistake. No. <laughs> you don't do that. <laughs> most people feel like you wear a white... Most people feel like you wear white because you don't want to take away from the bride. Like, right, yeah. You're not, not going to wear anything white. white to an engagement party, mm-hmm. a wedding, a bridal shower, a bachelorette party. Well, she seemed kind of rude, and Lauren's family said that it just seemed like she didn't like Lauren for some reason, and was kind of a B-word. Oh. So they married the family, or they married the family. (laughs) So they married the following year in November of 2016. Okay. So the two of them were really obsessed with Star Wars and Harry Potter, especially Star Wars, though. They actually had a Star Wars wedding. Oh. All the guys at the wedding had lightsabers with them, and they took pictures holding them, which I oh, think is kind of cool. Yeah, that's cute. All was good with her and Matt. Lauren just didn't feel accepted by Matthew's mom, you know. Growing up, Matthew's dad was not in the picture much, and this really affected Matthew. Okay, yeah. His mom didn't seem like she really wanted him growing up, you know. Oh. Finding She's- somebody and... Marrying and leaving, you know. She's wanting him to be a mama's boy. Mm -hmm. Okay. She just wasn't interested in having a kid when she had him, apparently. Oh. And since his dad wasn't around, that left him with his grandparents. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, he loved them very much, and it's just not the same, you know, because they're not really his mom and dad, you know. But Mm -hmm. there's always, there's just that. You know, void. That void, yes. Yeah. I could not think of the word. Thanks. You're welcome. And it definitely caused some issues for him, and his mom was still in his life, but still just not as active as she should have been. So growing up, she got married several times, and, you know, so he had several stepdads. <laughs> and he didn't really get close to any of them except for one, and they really bonded over watching scary movies together. So, you know, not the greatest situation, you would think. Right, but... You can definitely make a bond that way. Yeah, over a scary movie, over scary movies, absolutely. Yeah, me and my mom used to watch scary movies. I watched Cujo a little too soon. I was scared of dogs for like eight years. <laughs> little dogs, big dogs. Well, Didn't because matter. he, y'all, this fly is on our everlasting nerve. It will not leave us alone. It's mm-hmm. being really rude, and it's on my foot right now. I tried to kill it, but it didn't work. <laughs> And Deidre said, <laughs> Deidre said, I swatted at it, and I was like, 
she was like, ah, and I was like, did I not get it? And she was like, I don't know if it flew away or if it's body like, I didn't know if it was the body. I just saw it like shoot out from where she swatted. So I couldn't tell if the body like shot out. It's funny referring to a little fly as a body. The body. But since that happened, I haven't seen it. Have you? No. Okay. Well, hopefully. Rest in peace, fly. So, because he didn't have a lot of guidance growing up, mm-hmm. when he got into high school, he kind of got in with, you know, the wrong crowd. And during this time, he started using drugs. Oh, and Lord. one of the drugs that he actually used the most was actually cough syrup. Oh. So, obviously, cough syrup can give you, like, a high, especially the prescription kind. Yeah. So, if you take too much of it over a period of time, it can start to have really negative effects on your body. Mm. So, all of this really started to affect him in school, and eventually he was moved to a Christian academy. And his parents slash guardy, his Gardy. parents slash grandparents, mm. thought that that would help him, you know, like get on a better path, you know, do better in school, not get in as much trouble. Yeah, and apparently it worked, and he seemed better to him. He eventually started really improving his grades in school. He actually went on to study at the Clear Creek Baptist College School in Pineville, Kentucky. Oh. So, that's the general area, I'm assuming, where they grew up or lived, whatever. Okay. So, Lauren was very intelligent and very into school, very organized. She was just super hardworking. And at the time that her and Matt were together, after they had gotten married, she was working several jobs. One for a Fortune 500 company as an auditor. Oh. She also worked as a babysitter and in the church daycare. She even had her own side business selling candles for MLM. It's kind of like, if you don't know what that is, it's a multi-level market company. Mm -hmm. Such as Pampered Chef, Mary Kay, Beachbody, Cincy, you know, all the stuff. All that stuff's MLM marketing. Yeah. It's set up like a pyramid, and the people at the bottom have to try to sell as much as they can. And they're constantly making sales pitches. So, she was kind of doing this as her own kind of small side gig. Mm-hmm. But she actually was trying to sell to people over YouTube. And she has a YouTube channel with only a couple of videos on it talking about the candles and waxes and stuff. And I actually looked it up and watched a few of... Just, like, watched just a few seconds of it. And it just yeah. made me really sad. So, I had to turn it off because... Yeah. You know... Now, Matthew, on the other hand, was someone who had trouble keeping a job and did not like to work. We know Mm. plenty of those. (laughs) So, he constantly would jump from one job to another with not much explanation as to why, you know, he was leaving or why he was fired. Yeah. He had a a variety of jobs. Like, at one point, he was a caregiver. Another time, he was a salesperson. And eventually, he ended up working at a lawn care company. Oh, okay. But none of these were important jobs to him. What he actually wanted to do was be a pastor. And, of course, Lauren really admired this as, you know, as a Christian girl. She thought it was the perfect fit for her to end up with a pastor, you know. Yeah. And on the outside, Matt seemed perfect for her. Both of them had a huge passion for their church. They'd spend a ton of time there, and they would also do a lot of volunteering. To the outside world, it seemed like they had a really perfect relationship. Yeah. But. Yeah. So... (laughs) Well, Lauren would always be posting on social media about how good their relationship was. You know, pictures of them together. 
But on the inside, things were not going so well. And I'm sure we've had our fair share of knowing people like that, you know. Mm-hmm. So, six months after they got married, they actually took a road trip back to Kentucky to visit Matt's family there. And during the trip, Matt's mom was terrible to Lauren. Oh, Lord. Well, backtrack, before they actually went to Kentucky, Matt's mom called Lauren and said, We're going to be doing this photo shoot, like family photos, and we want you to wear all blue, you and Matt. So Lauren picked out a really nice blue out, picked out really nice blue outfits for both of them and brought them with them. You know, when she got there the day of the photo shoot, she wore her blue, but all the other girls were wearing white. Matt's mom actually planned it so that the men would wear blue and the girls would wear white. And she purpose, supposedly they're saying that she purposely told Lauren to wear blue And it could be that she didn't do this on purpose. You know, Lauren's family could just believe it. You know, it was intentional, though. And I guess if you know, if you knew the family or the new, I guess if you knew the rest of her personality and what their family seen or her family seen, you'd probably think, you know, it was intentional as well. Mm -hmm. They said that it was just super, super obvious that she didn't like Lauren and She didn't want her to feel like part of the family. And they felt like she purposely set that up, you know, to hurt her feelings about it. Yeah. That's really low down, though. For real. So, she made a big fit about it. She, the the mom. She canceled the whole photo. Yeah, she canceled the whole photo (laughs) shoot. Made a big scene and was like, it's not my fault that she can't remember things. Okay. All right, sis. That's what you told me. You told me to wear blue. However, Lauren thinks she purposely told her to wear blue because she did not want her to be, like, you know, part of the family and to feel left out. Yeah. And this was just one of the problems that Lauren and Matt were having was his mom. Yeah. Which I don't understand why she was a problem. I don't see why she was being made a problem on his end. When she wasn't even, like, a part of his life, basically. How they have said. Yeah. Like, he should have, like, put his foot down or something is what I'm getting at. Like, Yeah, I've been like, why is he? Why is he wife. letting it be a problem? Yeah. One, it's your wife. Anyway. um, <laughs> One, it's your wife. So, their yeah. marriage definitely seemed perfect to other people on the outside and on social media. You know, but things were really unraveling behind the scenes. Mm. And it all came to a head on September 1st of 2017. That day around 1 a.m., a call came in to dispatch from Matt saying that he had woken up and he found his wife covered in blood and multiple stab wounds and that he had no idea how it happened. Oh, Lord. Uh, Matt told the police that he thinks he stabbed his wife to death while he was having a dream oh okay they said what do you mean by that and matt goes on to say i had a dream and i turned on the lights and she was she's dead on the floor he says i have blood all over me and there was a bloody knife on the bed and i think i did it he repeated i can't believe this during that 911 he mentioned that he was on a cough medicine called corsetin yeah i guess and he Mm mm-hmm 
And he didn't even have a cold. He said that he had taken it before bed because it makes him feel good. <laughs> that don't sound good, bro. So, now you're kind of getting the idea of where the title is coming from. Uh-huh. As far as the cold medicine killer or the cold cough syrup, syrup, killer. Cough syrup killer. yeah. He said that he had went to sleep in this crazy dream, or had this crazy dream, and he had woken up to the scene of Loring having been stabbed. He said he found her on the floor, that she was covered in blood, and that there was a knife on the bed. He thinks that he did it, but has no memory of it because he was on cough syrup. So the police rush over to the scene, and when they get there, Lauren's on the ground in a fetal position, Mm. and she's holding on to clumps of her own hair. Oh, God. It had been obvious that she had been brutally murdered, almost tortured before she died. As they were looking through the house, they found the cough medicine that they were told about on the phone. Mm -hmm. And prosecutors argued later on that he purposely set it up there and that it looked like it was kind of staged to be like, you know, oh, here's the medicine. Okay. Here's Mm -hmm. why, like, he had this whole plan, you know. That's what it seemed like. That's what it looked like. It looked like it was staged and he... You could tell he was just like, ooh, I'm going to put it here and, you know. Yeah, like, let me just sit it out right here so they see it. Like, they they could, how it was, they see they could see that he, he had, like, this plan. Right. So, investigators said that they thought it was odd that Matt showed no emotion. Yeah. While they were there. He didn't seem, you know, extremely upset, like, that he just should. accidentally murdered his wife. Yes. Yeah. Well, if you had just accidentally murdered someone because you were taken over by some type of drug and you did all this and you woke up and you found them like wouldn't you be so traumatized and like screaming and crying like what have I done like if yeah if you really were taken over by this drug and really did do this in your sleep you know because some people sleep a lot of people sleepwalk a lot of people do stuff you know Mm -hmm. like I would think that if you really were consumed by this drug and dreaming and doing this that when you come to realization and woke up and you were like, I mean, wouldn't you freak out? Yeah. Or be in like total shock. You wouldn't just yeah, seem like, just, like just sitting there unfazed. like, you know, <laughs> yeah. which then again, you know, you never know how you're yeah. going to act in situations like that. And some people, some yeah, people are different. different. I hate saying that. Different. <laughs> <laughs> but in my mind, I'm like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, people are different, whatever. Yeah. So, uh, but Matt was very calm and collected. And this immediately struck him as odd. So, they rushed Lauren to the hospital. She gets there. And about one forty-five, she's pronounced dead. Oh. So, the police then went to Lauren's parents' house to tell them what had happened. But Lauren's mom figured it out right away. I mean, it was in the middle of the night. She asked them right away, is it Lauren? And they said yes. And then she she asked, is she dead? They said yes. She asked them if it was Matt, and they asked her, you know, why would you ask that? And she said, I just had a feeling. They say that Matt killed her, and her mom just started, like, when she said, was it Matt? And they said, why would you ask that? And she said, I just have a feeling. And when they said yes, Matt killed her, her mom just started screaming, crying, and totally broke down. Oh, God. Once Lauren was fully examined at the hospital, they found out that she had. Are you ready for this? Because I really do not think that you're ready for this. Probably not. 8,000 stab wounds. They had found 
that she had 123 stab wounds. Jesus. 123. One, two, three. 123. Matt was taken into custody right away because, I mean, he was acting so suspicious. Right. And one that's kind of like... Yeah, well, he admitted it. He, he was like, I did it. And he there, so... Yeah. <laughs> well, what was so weird is that he didn't have any blood on him. You huh. know, like, he had some on his shoes or his feet, but it was like a couple of drops. And they think that, you know, that would have been impossible for him not to get blood all over himself after stabbing her over 123 times. So, right. they think he tried to clean himself up. Mm-hmm. Which shows that you've done something wrong and that he probably knowingly done something wrong. Yeah. And that he probably cleaned himself up before he made the 911 call. Yeah. Police also noted that he was completely coherent when talking to him. He did not seem like, you know, someone messed up from the cough medicine. They actually tested his blood and it turns out that the amount of cough syrup that he had was more than a normal dose, but not enough to make you incoherent enough to make you murder someone without knowing it. Okay. So that his blood was tested. Yeah. Also, the makers of that cough medicine actually came out with a statement. They're like, you ain't about to pin this on us. That there have been studies on their medication. And never have there been any acts of violence or aggression committed by anyone on this drug. And the investigator said that he was completely fine. Like, he would have been able to drive fine, like, if he had to, if he had to in that moment. Yeah. So, very quickly, they charged him with the murder of Lauren, and he was put in jail. So, I had, like, so I had, like, so, like I had mentioned before, on the outside, the marriage seemed perfect, you know, but it turns out there was a lot going on that people didn't know about. Mm. So, as the police are trying to figure out motive, they look more into the couple's history, and they start seeing some red flags right away. So, first of all, some of her friends came forward and told investigators that they were having the, uh, some major financial trouble mm-hmm. at the time of her death. The two of them were fighting a lot over money, spending, you know, and what should be spent on, um, and what should be saved. And it turns out most of their troubles were because of Matthew. Of course. He would spend tons of money on various stores, or at various stores. One in particular was Best Buy. Lord. Sounds like somebody I know. Gadget. Somebody that I used to know. Thank God used to be. Uh-uh. Um, he would spend thousands of dollars there on like gaming stuff and different gadgets. Okay. According to Lauren's friends, he would even steal money right out of her purse. For what? Wow. Okay. A liar and a thief. <laughs> right out of her purse. That's a mess. And as I mentioned, this couple really loved things like Star Wars and Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. So they really wanted to go to like Orlando and go to go to all the parks, go to Disney World, Universal, and they actually had a savings going for this. And Matt actually took it all out and spent it on himself. Wow, himself. Her family said that when she married Matt, she had about ten thousand dollars to her name. Uh, which is about a decent amount of money for a couple, you know, starting out. Yeah. But it, that was all hers. Like, it wasn't, like, Yeah, he didn't contribute his. It anything. wasn't, like, anything, yeah, that he contributed. It was all, that's what she had to her name when when they, you know, got married. Well, at 
the time of Warren's death, she only had a little over a thousand dollars to her name and was very stressed about about this. Good like Lord. Going from ten thousand to a thousand you know what I mean? Yeah. So Lauren expressed to her mom how um stressed out she was about money and that Matt was spending tons of money and Lauren's family actually got involved in their financial issues. They met up with them and talked to him about how they should have a weekly budget and they're going to have a weekly dinner together where they talk about their budget for the week. So, according to them, Matt seemed really willing to do this, but it seemed like Warren was unsure that he would actually follow through with it. Mm-hmm. Well, then the investigators found out that the night before Lauren was killed on August 31st, a woman came to their house. Matt had come home from work. Lauren was cooking dinner and talking to her sister, Beth, on the phone. When suddenly a girl named Valerie came to the door. Mallory? Valerie. Valerie. Okay. It's kind of confusing exactly what she said because Lauren was on the phone at the time and was kind of confused. But Matt just looked back at her as he was talking to Valerie at the door and said like, Hey, honey, I'm going to go out with Valerie real fast because she needs my help with something. And Lauren was like, what do, you, what do you mean? Like, what? Like, I just made dinner for you. And, and Beth can hear all this on the phone that she did not want Matt to leave with his girl, but he did anyway. And this really made Lauren mad. And this was kind of the final breaking point for her, I guess, when yeah. this happened. And Because she, she told her sister on the phone, I just made dinner for him. He just left. And she actually kept waiting for him to come back to have dinner with her. But then he eventually texted her and said, go ahead and have dinner without me. I'm having too much fun with her. (gasps) Wow. Okay. mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, then. Well, guess what? You can have all the fun you want then. Have fun. Don't come back. So this is when Lauren actually texted her sister Beth and said, it's over. I'm done with him. He's bringing me down. He's ruining my life. Mm -hmm. And I'm over it. Well, they also found out that right before all of this, there was some tension in their relationship over this guy named David. What? This was a guy that they both knew from their church. Okay. But for some reason, Matthew had a feeling that David kind of liked Lauren and that she maybe liked him back and that they were having a lot of jealousy issues. Oh. So this is when Matt tells her that he had been hurt before. And when he was married to the other woman, she cheated on him. Okay. Well, she actually went on a mission trip and found another guy and came home, packed all of her stuff and said, I don't love you anymore. Totally broke his heart. Okay. And he started to say, I'm worried you're going to do this with David. Talk, talking to Lauren. Mm-hmm. However, just to clear that up. Brooke, his first wife, yeah, actually did come forward later on and said, that's not how our relationship ended at all. <gasps> Just lying. She said she also had issues with him spending tons of money and barely contributing to their life. And he also had cheated on her multiple times. Oh. So even though Lauren was posting all these cute pictures on social media and it seemed like they had a you know great relationship, that really wasn't the case. Right. So Lauren had been unhappy in their relationship for a long time. And she had been expressing to friends that she was worried about her future with Matt. You know, but she stuck with it because she was a religious person and she wanted to make the marriage work. 
Yeah. You know, but he was being very difficult as soon as they got married, seemed like. Yeah. Mm-mm. So Lauren had actually expressed to friends and family a few times that she was considering leaving Matt. But he was extremely controlling. She felt like she just couldn't. And investigators also found out that before Lauren died, Matt had been writing a, writing in a journal. A journal. Matt had? Matt. Mm. In this journal, he had talked about how he had low self-esteem, how he didn't feel good enough for Lauren, and how he didn't feel like, you know, he fit in with her family because they were all really close. Yeah, but they accepted him. Okay. Well, anyway. Well, Matt grew up in a completely different situation with a really rough family life. So he was almost jealous. It's like he was almost jealous of her and her family's closeness. Which. They were bringing him a part of. Like, they were. But if you. Yeah, like. I'd be. Like, welcomed it, him with open arms. I'd be but, grateful right. to come into a family close like that. Yeah. Like, my family's close. Like, I'd like. I would love to, you know, enter a family like that. Yeah. So, while they were. Uh, interrogating Matt, they ended up finding out that he was married before, and he told them that not only was he married, but he was also abusive to his past wife unknowingly. He said that he was abusive to her unknowingly. Okay, so he's... Okay. Back to the whole 911 call, and he was like, I had a dream, I think. So he's basically saying he abused his wife, but he didn't... It was just unknowingly. Like, he didn't remember doing it. Hmm. I guess because that would come out, so he just probably wanted to make up something real quick, you know, to cover. Yeah, like, oh, I used to do this before. Well, he said at one point he ended up dragging her out of bed in the middle of the night, unknowingly. And after they interviewed his ex-wife, whose name is Brooke, they were able to verify a lot of this and found out that he really was very abusive to her. Jesus. And that sometimes he would get so mad at her that he would knock her down onto the ground and pin her to the floor. What is happening? Show. 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 So she was very afraid of him, and that's the reason that their marriage had ended. Because she was terrified. Yeah, like, she's like, I gotta go. This Mm -hmm. is a mess. So during the investigation, they also ended up speaking to one of Matt's neighbors, who he... (laughs) What was that? Who he had kind of flirted with. She said that, you know, they were really just friends, that that and that they kind of bonded over their issues with anxiety and depression and, you know, could really relate to each other. Okay. But she then said things started to take a turn with Matt and he eventually started talking about someone real, started talking about some really disturbing things. Oh, Lord. Like, girl, you ain't ready. So I'm cleaning my glasses right now and you, you can see how far the screen is from my face. I can't read. Oh, Lord. Look, I, I can make up now. My Mm-mm. eyes almost closed. <laughs> so he started talking a lot about suicide and just about death in general. This okay. girl actually had a concealed carry license and had a gun. Mm-hmm. And Matt had randomly went uh, up to her one time and said, you know I can take that gun from you and just kill someone with it? What? <laughs> Oh, that's crazy. Well, I gotta go. So I'll see you never again. Thanks. I'm just gonna head out. <laughs> I, I'm gonna head out then. Mm-mm. Well, she had actually already started to distance herself from Matt before Lauren was even killed. Yeah. Well, she just kind of got the sense that something was off with him. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. So going into the trial, the prosecution had a lot to work with. It's pretty obvious what happened. Prosecutors actually brought up the fact that Matt was actually really obsessed with the main character in the movie, American Psycho. Oh. Which is a movie about a serial killer. Mm -hmm. At one point, he had even told his friend that he had interest in knowing what it would be like to kill someone. What is this? What is happening? What? Absolutely not. And everybody's like, oh, you know, one time he did say something about wanting to kill somebody or but something I just like didn't that. think nothing of it. No. I wish somebody, somebody would. All listeners, y- y'all go ahead. attention. If anyone ever says anything like that to you, do not take that lightly. No. That is not normal. But tell that somebody. That is not normal. No. Well, um, uh, <laughs> um, also, investigators were able to locate a secret Instagram that Matt had running. Mm. It was called Marty Radical. And this account was very creepy and dark. Oh, no. It had multiple images and scenes from American Psycho. So, very clear that he was obsessed with that. Yeah. So, it also included Matt dressed up as Patrick Bateman, um, who was the protagonist character. Protagonist. Protagonist. (laughs) Protagonist. (laughs) (laughs) How do you say it again? Protagonist. Who was the protagonist character from the movie. He also had a lot of posts about Satan, demons, devil, just a lot of anti-Christian stuff, which really freaked out Lauren's family. Yeah, because wasn't he saying, oh, I I I want to be a pastor? He was telling everyone he wants to be a pastor. I was like, I know I've been falling asleep, but we still in the same story where the man wants to be a pastor, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. He was going to church, and there was one post that he had put up right before Lauren was murdered. You ready? The caption said... Mm -mm. Everyone thinks I'm a serial killer. Hashtag found an angel to kill. What? Are you serious? <laughs> okay. So there you go. Well, Dang. that didn't really help his case with the jury at all. And not only that, prosecutors also argued that Matt really knew what he was doing because he had been Googling about the cough syrup before the murder took place. Things like, how loopy does it make you? Um, how much am I going to be affected by it? Does this happen to other people? Even though he had been experienced with cough syrup for a long time since high school. I mean, right. Yeah. That was one of his go-to drugs, you know, as I mentioned earlier. Yeah. So he obviously knew what he was doing. I mean, he, he knew he was going to use that as an excuse. I mean, it was just, it was part of the stupidest plan that I've ever heard in my life. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. Well, the whole thing was premeditated. I mean, it's pretty obvious. I mean, they also had... Ooh. They also done a luminol test in the apartment. Yeah. And, you know, for those who don't know, it basically finds traces of blood that have been cleaned up. And there were traces of blood all over the bathroom. Oh, all over no. the sink, mm-hmm. the walls. It was very obvious that he had tried to clean all of this up. And if you're all messed up on cough syrup... And walk up to this horrible scene, you know, you wouldn't take time to clean yourself up. Yeah. And the crime scene before you call the police, would you? Yeah. No. So during the trial, Lauren's family got a chance to kind of speak their piece. 
and they were able to ta to make statements on the behalf of Lauren. And as far as the defense goes, there wasn't much that they could really say, or that they could say really. They had some letters from Matt's friends and coworkers saying that they were super shocked that he did this, and they uh, that it was totally out of character. They would never think that he, you know, could do something like this. Mm-hmm. So they kind of tried to argue that he was just in his, in this depressed state. You know, having all those letters made him look like such a great guy, whatever. Yeah. So that's what they tried to argue, that he was just in, in this depressed state and that he's not normally like this and it's just out of character. Okay, but those people who heard him say he's always wanted to see what it was like to kill somebody, where were they at? Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, like who, like who really cares, right? You know. Yeah, like, apparently that doesn't matter. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so pretty quickly on October fifth, a two thousand eighteen. October fifth, two thousand and eighteen. The trial came to a close. Mm. Ooh, I hit the thing. Lauren's family and friends, and a bunch of members from the church came wearing these shirts saying Lauren's Lights. And they also had purple ribbons to represent domestic violence. Oh. Matt ended up taking a plea deal, comp committing first-degree murder, okay. and was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Good. I'm going to play a clip of the judge speaking. Okay. At the, I guess the, what you call it? The hearing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let me get my little phony phone on here. I thought I was ready, but... Do you understand that you're pleading guilty to one offense? That's the offense of first-degree murder. It is a felony. It carries the maximum penalty of death or life without the possibility of parole. Do you understand that? Yes, sir. Do you personally plead guilty to the charge I just described? Yes, sir. And did you, in fact, murder your wife, Lauren Phelps, by stabbing her multiple times? Yes, sir says you're going to plead guilty to the offense I just described. Uh, you'll be sentenced to uh, life without the possibility of parole in the custody of North Carolina Division of Adult Correction. So, uh, no one even, like, you know, whenever you're you're in court, you have your family and your friends. Uh-huh. You know, obviously, her side was full of people. He had, like, no one. Like, he <laughs> didn't have people. any friends. He didn't have family. His mom didn't even show up. Wow. Nobody. Nobody. He had nobody. Yeah. No one. He had I hope no one. No felt terrible one. about being mean to her, too. Nobody. No one during this time was able to stand up and give an apology to Lauren's family, which they said it just means nothing to him anyway. Like, if even if there was someone there. Yeah. Because, like, you know, you see or hear of families of the family murder, of the, the murderer. Murderer. You know, <laughs> speaking to the family that... The victim's family, the victim's, yeah. Lord, what is wrong with me? To the victim's family, you know, apologizing and stuff and, like, really... Yeah. Feel bad, but the, what, nobody there wasn't there. nobody there to do that, and... No one was there. Like they said, <laughs> it would have meant nothing to him anyway, so... Yeah. It didn't matter if they were there or not. Yeah, especially not coming from his mean mom. Oh, yeah. I'm like, girl, we won't see you anyway, so Bye. So I have this clip of his mom, or her mom and dad speaking, and in the beginning of it, he's saying some stupid stuff. Anyway, mm, okay. so I'm going to play it. I am 
I'm sorry that I took away Lauren's life. Will you ever be able to forgive him? No. Never. I'll, I'll take him to my grave. And I'll still hate him. What would you tell Lauren right now? I miss her and I love her. I miss her. I wish I could, I wish I could hold her. So that was sad. Yeah. Um, if you couldn't make out what she was saying because she was crying, she said that she wishes that she could hug her and hold her. No, tell her that she loved her. Mm-hmm. That's so sad. Well, and the dad said no real yeah, quick. He was, he like, was like, nope, never. Nope, I will hate him. I was like, oof. So they feel like, you know, they can never forgive him. They said they never will. So Lauren's mom said... That Lauren was a beautiful girl inside and out. And the actions of Matthew James Phelps have forever changed her. Life will never be normal after something like this. Lauren's family has done interviews where they say, you know, that they feel somewhat responsible for all this. Which they really shouldn't. No. I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't imagine what it's like to carry that type of grief around. Yeah. Mm-mm. But basically, they feel, you know, that there were more signs and red flags that show that Lauren was possibly being abused, you know, that they just kind of missed. Yeah. And I have well, another clip of her dad, so I'm going to play that. I'm sorry. I let you down. I should have seen it. All I can tell her, I'm sorry. I let you down. But I ain't going to let the rest of them down. Not no more. So... He was basically apologizing to Lauren and saying, sorry, I let you down. Mm. And I was just like, that's so sad. Terribly sad. So now they make their, they make it their mission to spread awareness to others about uh, checking in with people that you think, you know, are po- is possibly in a bad relationship and how important it is to take those red fl- flags serious. Yeah. And... Lauren is remembered as a wonderful person. She meant so much to everyone at church, all her friends, and all her family. And it's just, you know, so sick that Matt just couldn't let her go on and live. Yeah. Just Mm -mm -mm. get a divorce. Leave. Like, I don't... But instead, he had to take her life. And I really think that it's interesting that Matt had talked about other people thinking that he was a serial killer. Like, before all of this happened. Yeah. I think he's taken all that from, like, American Psycho. He just really wanted to... I don't think it had anything to do with him not being happy with her anymore. I think he just wanted to he kill just wanted her. To kill. I mean... It's messed up. Maybe he started to think he was a serial killer. I, I don't know. I don't know either. But Mm-mm. I'm curious to see what our listeners think about mm-hmm. that. You know, do you think some people just have the urgency to kill that... Maybe they're somehow born with it, and that eventually... The nature versus nurture mm-hmm. type thing. And, like, maybe, say he didn't, say he just didn't kill her, and he did get the divorce, and he did move on. Would he Would he have killed somebody? Yeah, like, you would know, have happened to just, somebody else? Never know. But if you'd like to tell us what you think... Like, it probably would have happened to that first girlfriend if she hadn't got out. Yeah, probably. You know? If you would like to, to blah, 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 blah. if you would like to let us know what you think of this case, any thoughts, comments, questions, email us at a million murders at gmail dot com. Yes. 
check out our Instagram so you can see a picture of this loser and of <laughs> wonderful Lauren and all of our other episodes, all the photos from there. And that is at A Million Murders. We also have a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Facebook group, you can add people that you think would like the show. You can invite, you know, invite people. We've invited people, all that good stuff. You know, right now we kind of try to post whenever we post the new episode. So, yeah, join that. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for tuning in. And we hope you come back for a million more. more.